What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Hi, everybody. How is your day going? So we are coming to you from beautiful Southern California at TuneIn Studios. Welcome to the Renegade Millionaire Show. I'm Winnie Sun, your host, founder and managing partner of Sun Group Wealth Partners, a wealth and investment planning firm based here in SoCal. Take a moment to follow me on Twitter and catch my posts on Forbes.com, and please bookmark this show. And you know, it's tax season, so that means planning. So if you have questions pertaining to your own investment portfolio, just reach out. I'd love to hear from you. So as a business owner and a mom of three kids, I'm always thinking of not only how to best serve my clients today, but also how to best serve them in the future, thinking kids, of course, for, you know, and for their kids and beyond. I remember when I was about 20-something and working in the TV production industry, I had a little fear, drive, and a lot of optimism. It was so about how to engage the audience on shows like American's Funniest Home Videos and living in that moment. So today my guest is a millennial like no other, and I'm super excited to introduce him to you. He's one of NFL's funniest linemen you'll ever meet and the brother-in-law of one of my dearest friends. And as someone on my team said, he's kind of a big deal. And I said, he's actually kind of a big guy. (laughs) He's the modern day funny guy. And wait until you hear the story of how he got rejected by a credit card company. It's true. And stay tuned because you won't want to miss out on this story. So real quick, wanted to give you an update on what's going on with the market today. Um, You may have read this week, Kraft just signed a deal, uh, which which I believe is going to actually drive more um, M&A or merger and acquisition activity. The big news this week is that Kraft and Heinz uh, inked a merger deal reported on Wednesday, and some analysts note that expectations for further consolidation are in order. The Wall Street Journal, my friends there, reported that 3G actually considered buying General Mills and Kellogg before deciding on Kraft. Go macaroni and cheese. I've been reading these analyst reports and believe that there is probably more pressure on companies to more aggressively address somewhat disappointing organic growth and really bloated spending. So shareholders want better, investors want better, so let's see what's going on there. More activity to come, and we'll keep you updated as we see more in the future. Now, speaking of crafty, Let's meet my friend, Rich Ornberger, who plays a little football. For what team, Rich? Well, formerly of the Chargers, I'm currently a free agent. Um, Da-da-da. Yeah, (laughs) available for hire. (laughs) (laughs) For hire. I like to see a resume for that, football player for hire. (laughs) I'm on Craigslist. You can find me under my name. There you go. (laughs) In what county, though? (laughs) Yeah, well, all, actually. I've registered all. It's been an expensive offseason. There you go. <laughs> what are you going to do? So thank you, Rich, for making the trek to Venice Beach today. I hear it was, what, three hours? Yeah, a little traffic, but that's okay. I was enjoying it. I had the windows down. 
Love it. good, yeah. Love it. I'm trying to petition for Southwest Airlines to fly from Orange County to LAX. What do you think about that? I think it would be a power play for Southwest Airlines. Yeah, move their stock. What do you think? <laughs> Can't comment on that today, but we should <laughs> talk about that. So here's the thing. Like, I mean, talk about a little bit of indecision. So I heard you kind of started playing both both football and lacrosse. Why both? Are you just an overachiever? No, no, not at all. I think what uh, I think what the goal was when I was a kid was to get me out of the house as much as possible. So um, my parents didn't have me bouncing off the walls. They had me bouncing off of people, which was um, <laughs> it's, it's a much bigger, much better fit. Yeah. Let's, can we give Can we give the audience a little picture? How tall? How much do you weigh? Right now, are we allowed to ask? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not shy. Uh, I'm six foot three. Uh, and I weigh 300 pounds this morning. On a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. And um, so so you were bouncing off the walls, and your parents wanted to get you busy, so you kind of played everything? Yeah, well, so I originally got involved in, like, uh, police athletic league basketball, and that just, you know, got me off the couch making friends and, like, you know, running around a gym, you know, twice or three nights a week. And then, uh, you know, I started uh, – falling in line like you know with just sports I just enjoyed being outside so I I got involved in lacrosse when we uh we moved to a, a town which I really call my hometown East Meadow um and that uh that let me you know find lacrosse and like really kind of hang on to that as like my my spring sport and like you know but I ended up playing it all year round and then football came along in in uh eighth grade and you know, I guess that's where my, uh, you know, that's where my bread got buttered kind of. But, uh, you know, but it, it was uh, it was that, you know, I, I got involved in all of it because my parents just wanted me to be involved in sports in general. So very cool. So, I mean, um, I must admit, I don't know too much about football. Um, my very good friend, Ronnie Lott, and I joke because I don't know too much, but I do know that football people are very important. So from what I heard from our, our really great lunch in Orange County a couple weeks ago is that the body of a lacrosse player and a body of a football player, I guess this is like looks like a Victoria's Secrets model and someone going to Jenny Craig's, right? Is that the difference <laughs> between the two? Well, the thing is, you know, there's the difference is just the size of the athlete. You know, you're both athletes. You're both, you know, I mean, technically athletes I, I i i kind of feel ridiculous referring to myself that way sometimes but like <laughs> why well i mean like if you play you, for the nfl but you're not <laughs> <an athlete. laughs> i guess i got him fooled right i don't know i you know the thing is um with lacrosse you have to be like kind of a speedy guy it doesn't matter what position you play so you can't like lumber around you're covering a lot of ground you're covering fast guys if you're playing defense you're avoiding fast guys if you're on offense so um, what yeah. did you play? Did you play defense? I was def I, yeah. So you kind of patrol one half of the field, and when the ball comes to your side, you just you chase down the little quick guys and try to get away from them. They'd be kind of scared to go against you, though. There were occasions, but you know what? <laughs> they you know they had their skill set too, so they uh, they were avoidant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then, you know, on the converse side, you have football players who, you know, you know there, there's a vast uh, kind of spectrum of the athlete you see on a football field from the linemen to the receivers. You know, me being a lineman, I got to be 
big and strong and be able to move people well. Like a lumberjack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just chopping down wood. <laughs> and then you have, you know, receivers who are, you know, some of them 200 pounds, but just lightning quick, you know, making making moves. 200 pounds is lightning yeah. quick. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, uh, the sport I chose, uh, I had to indulge a little bit more. To <laughs> had be, to eat a little bit more ice yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I remember you telling me the story, and I love I. I'd love to if you could share a little bit with the audience about um, your coach in high school that identified you. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, Coach Masia, Vin Masia. He's uh, one of a kind, great, great coach, great leader of young men. I mean, really spotted me uh, just just for, you know, what I had done in junior high school. And when I moved on to high school, was hopeful that I'd, you know, kind of take football uh, seriously and and uh, developed me uh, as a as a sophomore on the varsity team kind of moved up early a little bit and I don't think it was all that good he thought that I was you know probably better than I was at the time but he put a lot of faith in me and uh, you know I stuck with it played lacrosse uh, and football through high school and then when I got to my junior fall kind of had an outstanding season, and the rest is history. And he even made sure you ate, right? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Such a good guy. So that fall, yeah, I finished the season. I was super light, and, you know, he knew that recruiting season comes in the spring, and if I had any chance at getting any looks, you know, from colleges, I needed to put on a substantial amount of weight. So he uh, <laughs> he helped along that process by Aww. buying some lunches, you know. <laughs> Do you still stay in contact with him? Yeah, yeah. I probably talk to him like twice a month, either text message or we'll catch up on the phone, you know, call each other. But, yeah, he's uh, he was a big factor in, uh, you know, me sending me on this road, you know. So it, it really uh, it really was uh, – I owe a lot to him. Because your dad was your parents weren't quite sure that they wanted their son playing football, right? Always supportive. Uh-huh. Um, my my mother, however, did not want me to play uh, at all. Uh, she finally relented. <laughs> she didn't want her baby getting banged up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She finally allowed it when I um, when I uh, entered the eighth grade. You know, she <laughs> was like, you know, I and it was one of the biggest guys. You know, on the team, so she, you know, kind of like, okay, made sense. You're big. Yeah, I mean, just protect yourself, you know. <laughs> and so I got after it. I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, yeah, you know, my my parents wanted me to stick with both sports because on a college application, you know, multiple sports are always more attractive. You know, captain of this team in this club. You know, the more you have on your resume, the better it looks to mm-hmm. these schools. Mm-hmm. Um, little did they know, or really little did I know. The trajectory was much different. I was on path to, you know, go to school on a full scholarship. And I don't think either one of them. So supported me the whole way, but just had no idea. And who could have known that it would have worked out that way? So you went to Penn State? Yes. Full scholarship? Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that's awesome. So you went to play football, right? Yes, I did. But I know that you are like, you are like brilliant in other things. So what did you study? Well, so I got in uh, and wanted to be an education major, but it was a little too narrow scope because I wasn't exactly sure if I wanted to teach and that sort of pigeonholes you. So I really, um, I, I went into a softer major called Human Development and Family Studies, which kind of encompasses oh, interesting. yeah, uh, some social work qualities. And I thought that maybe I would, you know, do some postgrad stuff and psychology. And I was just really interested 
in the major in general when it was pitched to me, and it was great. I really enjoyed the classes, and I think that's important because I probably would have attended less class had I not been so interested. You know, it, it, it's it's tough with football, managing your time and going to school and stuff, but being in a major I was interested in helped. That helped a lot. Well, how'd your time at Penn State be besides like sports and education? What other things came out of it? Well, the most important thing or, or person who came out of it was my beautiful wife, Anne. Uh, she was a all-star on the volleyball team that won a national championship in her tenure there. And she was just uh, an awesome person. And we got to know each other, met each other like literally the first semester we were there and then kind of reconnected somewhere around our sophomore year or whatever and uh and you were persistent I hear yes she uh <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with me at first and I don't blame her I wasn't uh <laughs> I wasn't the man for her honestly I wasn't good enough for her I still I'm still not I'm trying every day to be Aww. though <laughs> but yeah so she made a good decision uh making me wait and kind of pursue uh, because I think in the meantime I Grew up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, tell us when you first got signed by the NFL. Like, how did that all happen? From well, so, yeah. I mean, just to explain the process briefly, you know, when you – I graduated from college, but in I didn't even go to, like, the graduation because you're immediately immersed in, you know, uh, your, your post-college football career – training for your NFL career. So I played in the uh, the Rose Bowl, which was in, obviously, Los Angeles uh, against USC that year. Uh, Mark, Did you beat USC? No, 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 no. Oh, USC, uh, Mark, so <laughs> Mark Sanchez tor- just cut us up that game. I mean, he torched us for, you know, I mean, tons of yards. I mean, we he probably ended up getting drafted off that tape alone. I mean, but <laughs> so we, we lose, right, in yeah. fantastic form. And we uh, – but but immediately it was back to work. For me and for anybody who's hopeful playing the NFL, you got to start training because the combine comes up and you don't know if you're going to be in invited at first and then you have your school pro day which is those two things they just test your skills and see what kind of pure athlete you are really and then they do some football drills with you but it's it's just really to get a baseline on what sort of uh athlete and really person you are because they do a lot of interviews right oh so they must have fallen in love with your humor then uh you know what actually uh that came up you know <laughs> we in the one-on-one interviews i had at my pro day because i didn't end up going to the combine i just trained all the way through, you know, found an agent, uh, you know, trained all the way through in New Jersey. And then when my pro day came up at Penn State, um, I had several interviews with scouts who were there and, you know, position coaches, assistant coaches from other teams in the NFL and stuff. And uh, sitting in the room with them, they want to hear your whole life story. So, of course, we had a bunch of laughs. And it, it, was, it was fun. <laughs> and you, you basically pushed out your Superman cape. <laughs> and, and you flew, right? Yeah. I, well, I did. Uh, I did probably better in the interviews than I did on the actual field. Yeah, of course, I, naturally. <laughs> in fact, I wanted. I want you to, and and part of part of the deal of getting rich in here. I said, Rich, you've got to tell them the story about the credit card. Because so Rich told us this story at lunch. I almost like dropped from my chair. I was laughing so hard. But here it is. So we have Rich here who just happens to work for a little group called the NFL, right? Plays a little <laughs> bit of football, happens to be one of the best linemen on the planet. <laughs> and 
Am I hearing you right? You couldn't even qualify for for like my first credit card. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, after the whole process with the you know the pro day at my school and being recruited by these scouts and then inevitably being uh, drafted by the New England Patriots, uh, you know, unexpectedly higher. Uh, than I thought. I, I didn't know if I was going to get drafted at all. I'd be happy to be invited to a training camp. So I get drafted in the fourth round, and it's just a big celebration. Everybody's happy for me. I'm so excited. You know, I go off to New England. You know, I'm living in Foxborough where the stadium facilities are and uh, play for two years, sign a financial advisor to help me sort of budget and figure everything out. And Around the second year, I had this aversion to credit cards in general. I know I knew people had gotten in trouble with them, you know, all throughout my life. You were and being responsible. I was trying not to not touching these evil <laughs> demons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and so I the just I'm paying cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and really, so all I had was my bank debit card. Yeah. You know that I would I would swipe for all the purchases I want to. I'd take out cash and pay with cash, and you know, so I had no debts. And because I had such an aversion, my financial advisor was like, "We need to build you." some credit so we actually took out a loan and paid the you know paid it over a course of a year or two uh just to build credit you know just so i had something on paper that said i could do it you know so (laughs) we you know so anyways two years goes by and um my my wife my fiance at the time or it might have been just before that we're we're living together and she goes you know, you ought to apply for a credit card because, you know, your credit is where it is, like, you know, but it could be higher. And like, honestly, you just need to prove that you can pay off debts. Like you're a real person. Yeah, like you exist. Yeah. So, you know, I had no idea how any of this worked, by the way. So I'm 20. Shoot. At the time, I was 24, 25 years old. Okay. And then how, how, like, how much was a Patriots contract approximately? All right, so my contract over four years, and this isn't, you know, talking about Uncle Sam's cut, yeah, you know, yeah. and this is public knowledge, so I'm not, a, you know, I can say this without being, you know, hesitant or anything. Yeah. But my contract over four years was uh, $2.2 million. So $2.2 million. I didn't play out that entire contract. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not yeah, yeah. a multimillionaire or anything like that. And trust me, the the country takes half of that. Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> That's why we're going into tax season to help pay for our country. Yes, yes. absolutely. Which we which we're all proud to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I like driving on roads and I like the <laughs> cops, right. you know, that even though sometimes they pull you over and they give you they wag their finger at you. But anyways, <laughs> but getting back to the point. I got I got this I I got I have, uh, for me, an astonishing amount of money in the bank. I, you know, I, I, in my checking account, every year after the season was over, I would, de- you know, deposit into various. Because you don't spend money, so that's good. Well, I, right, yeah, I try to be careful, stay on a budget, and at the end of the season, I would always put it into like investment accounts that my financial advisor and I had set up. So, but just to give you an idea, I walk into the bank, and I have no idea how any of this works. I'm I'm wearing basically a suit without the jacket. I mean, I put on a tie for this experience, and it's just the Bank of America down by the the Whole Foods. You know what I mean? So I walk over there because it's too too close to really drive, and I, so I walk over there. It rains some of the way. I remember just thinking, like, all right, whatever. I'm gonna have a credit card on the other end of the you trip. Just up for the credit card. I love it. <laughs> I, did, yeah. I played for the NFL, but I dressed up to I go had, to the Bank of America. I had no idea. 
idea. I had so no idea. Cute. So I walk into the bank and, you know, I wait in line to speak to the teller. And then she says, oh, no, no, you need to speak to one of our financial specialists. I'm like, oh, Serious. one of the people in the glass offices. I'm like, OK, well, here we go. So I'm selling. <laughs> that's my own. That's all my own feedback. <laughs> oh yeah. So I sit down in the little comfy chair, comfier chairs. Obviously, you don't stand when you're waiting for the financial special. So <laughs> I wait, and then you know I sit down in front of the woman's desk, where she invites me in. You know, I cross my leg, and I. Did you know, he offer I'm, you coffee? Oh and water? yeah, the whole nine. What it was just a red carpet like, treatment. You know, I play for the NFL. <clears throat> no, that wasn't even mentioned. I, I and so she, you know, she obviously asked me some. questions questions in the process um and that came up and so she was you know someone happy now yeah she was like oh exciting blah 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 she was asking me questions about you know the patriots and whatnot so anyways i get i get we get into the actual application process and she, she's taken down all my information and she knows what i have in my checking which like i said for me was an enormous amount of money uh you know an unprecedented amount you know so I, you know, I felt really confident. Like, I'm going to walk out of here with, you know, whatever their double secret credit card. Yeah. Super platinum with (laughs) with a cherry on top. So she runs my credit score, and I do not know what it was at the time. But she, she like, said, oh, there's a mistake. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. So she, like, walks to another office. She speaks to another person. She walks back in. She gets on her computer again. I guess she ran it twice. I don't really remember. But she goes, so, um, unfortunately, uh, and she brings this paper over from the printer, and she she hands it to me. She goes, so, unfortunately, um, we're not going to be able to give you a credit card today. I was like, oh, okay, great. Will it be coming in the mail? And she goes, no, 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 I mean at at all. (laughs) Rejected by BFA. (laughs) So I said, how is this possible? (laughs) She's like, I just got signed for 2.2 over four years. Right. And two years ago. So I figured, oh, yeah, I'm I'm set. So, well, (laughs) what ends up happening is uh, she explained to me that I just don't have enough of a credit history to trust me with their even lowest limit card. So I walk out of there like holding this piece of paper, you know, the rain's coming down now, tail between my legs, flip the tie over the shoulder, like just a, a defeated man. I go to the house, right? And I tell, I tell, like I said, at the time she was, uh, she was my fiance. I tell Annie, I'm like, gosh, you know, I, I, I guess I tried. I tried, but they didn't give me a credit card. She goes, oh, well, there's plenty of other credit cards. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous, all this. She's boosting me back up. She's like, don't worry. Like, we'll find you a credit card. She's like, go online, shop credit cards. I was like, okay. And I, having no idea what to do, I just sort of wrote in the things that the lady said at the <laughs> bank. Like, you know, credit history issues, you know, <laughs> low credit score, stuff like that. And I'm just like, so what do I, where do I go from here? Uh Capital One or whatever, you know, had the, <laughs> you know, low limit or whatever card. So no hassles. I was like, oh, this is I'm the card. looking for no hassle. Yeah, this is the card for me. So I apply. They tell me they're going to send it in the mail. I get the letter. I don't even tell Annie. I'm like, wow, well, wait till the card comes, you know, shows up at the door. <laughs> so I get the, I'm checking the mail every day. The card shows up. I tear open the thing. It's like Christmas morning. I pull the credit card up. I peel off the glue off the back of the thing. I show it to her. And she's had credit cards her whole life. This was nothing new to her. She this like she had one when she was six. Barely impressed. She tried to feign all this like excitement and interest. Uh, interest, and she's just like, 
so what's your limit? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you know, there's a limit on, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 right. That, you know, the lady at the bank had talked about that. So I, I'm like, where would I? <laughs> I had credit card education already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, so where do I find that? And she's like, it should say it on the paper. So I unfold it. She's laying in paper? bed. Yeah. <laughs> she's laying on, be- on the bed and she nearly fell off laughing when I go, well, it's, uh, and real proud of myself, it's $300. <laughs> I mean, I was, sh- that's exactly what she did. So she's laughing at me so hard. She, I mean, she starts calling. She's like, wait till I tell people. So she's like calling her mom. She's having a big laugh over it. Her dad, siblings. Like it was, it was like the funniest thing in the world to her. And I'm sitting there like trying not to be embarrassed. But, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, you got to take your lumps like anything. Like, so I, I you know, obviously I was, uh. I was a, a newbie once, but now I'm doing better with all that. So, kids, a lesson <laughs> to you. Build your credit history. Mom and dad, if you're listening, set up a credit card for them when they're in high school so they have some history. I'm sure um, if you have kids one day, you might get their credit card from day one now that you know what you know. Yeah, right? yeah, honestly. We have we have a boy on the way. He's due in June. <laughs> I and... wasn't sure if I could spill that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we're good now, yeah. And we are um, going to, he'll be signed up at, at one year. I'm going to have him, uh, you know, I'll get him, you know, probably a low limit. I don't want him going nuts at the playground, <laughs> maybe, you know, buying everybody ice cream. <laughs> yeah, maybe a hundred. Maybe, I don't know if they do like dollars and cents, but maybe his allowance will be on the credit card who knows well i'll figure it out then maybe but then it has to have a cute picture though yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i love it i love it so um i guess i i've been really curious about this story of a aq shipley is that how i say shipley yeah shipley yeah Yeah, it was a college roommate yeah i'm curious about this have you heard this story i mean like this is supposed to be good stuff so what's the story i mean it made wikipedia Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he was a college roommate. He was the center on on our football team. I played guard. So we, we were not only played next to each other every day on the field, but you know, our rooms were next to each other at our, uh, at our apartment on campus and, um, being a captain of the team for, I think two years. And you being, were captain? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. I, I was absolutely satisfied just just being one of the gang. <laughs> but so he, but he was he was an he's an impressive guy. Uh, he's actually playing for the Arizona Cardinals now. Still doing it. Still at it. Cool. Doing a good job. All day tough. Great lineman. But anyway, wow. so we we were living together, and he always had interview requests on a certain day of the week. I think it was like Tuesdays or Wednesdays or something. It was when the the reporters were allowed to call the players and do over-the-phone interviews. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you did some in person, you know, like after the games or like uh, throughout the week, you know, when they could grab you. But um, they did have one specific day where it was media over the phone. And so we had just gotten finished with a workout. And I think we were back at our apartment. Yeah, we were back at our apartment. We were about to go over to breakfast or we had just gotten back or whatever the situation was. And he's exhausted. I'm exhausted. We're both about to take a nap before our class schedule starts. And uh, he, his phone rings and it's his, his media appointment. So usually it's like a PR guy who goes, yeah, we're going to have you on. Uh, just wait two minutes. And then they connect you to a conference call with all right. the media. Well, so anyways, what what ends up happening is he goes, I don't want to do this, man. <laughs> and I'm like, want me to do it? Just goofing around. He, I'm like, want me to do it? I'll just pretend to be you. It'll go over fine. And he throws me his phone. Like, I mean, before I could even get the rest of the words out of my mouth. <laughs> 
And he goes, yep. And he <laughs> lays down on the couch and falls asleep. I'm like, Q, are you serious? He's like, I have no problem with that whatsoever. He's like, obviously nothing profane or vulgar. He's like, but just fire from the hip. Let it fly. So I said, yeah, all right. So I put on my best AQ Shipley accent, you know, Pittsburghese. And, uh, Pittsburghese. Yeah, and I just, I've, I just, I mean, dazzled them. Let me tell you, I dazzled them. It was great. I mean, not a single man or woman in the room knew that it was a farce, and we got away with it. You know, they bought it hook, line, and sinker. And, uh, they, you got quoted all over. All over the place, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, was, it was hysterical to us. I mean, we were the only two in on the joke. Well, later that day, it probably was after practice, all of a sudden, there were question marks coming up about some of the answers, about some of the the people were like, well, it didn't really sound like AQ. It sounded a little bit more like Rich, but we're not 100% <laughs> sure. We don't want to offend them. So uh, they ended up uh, doing like a quick questionnaire with AQ afterwards. I think that's how they caught us. They were like, yeah, so uh, what did you say again about <laughs> such and such, whatever, blah, blah. And he couldn't come up with the answer, the right answers. So they're he like, was all right. asleep. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, so we're going to have to obviously redo that media appointment. And they had to retract, like put out retractions. It was like this big deal for the week. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. But, you know, no harm, no foul, really. I think they understood. <laughs> they, they had fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. So let me ask you this. So what do you think about, how do you feel about social media in general? How do you feel about Twitter? Twitter, I think, is a great way for um, anybody to get their thoughts out to a broader audience than they would if they were just, you know, opening the car window and shouting at people as they drove by. You know, it's a great space to be interactive with people. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or, you know, an at-home mom or you're, uh, you know, an athlete or a garbage man. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. It's just a great way to sort of connect with the world without, um, you know, and sort of, you know, filtering what you really want to interact with anyways. I think it's kind of cool. And, you know, I, I'm on it. I know plenty of my teammates are on it. And, you know, and it's everything from fan questions to, you know, tweeting about your workout or whatever. And I don't know. Everybody uses it for different purposes. So I, I, I'm teasing on this because I follow Rich. And if you are listening and you don't follow Rich, you definitely should follow him because he is pretty much the funniest guy like sometimes when you're just having an off day or you're just tired you need to look at his twitter feed because you will like you will laugh so hard your stomach <laughs> will hurt you know um of course i was just in in the car with one of my partners and she was saying well you know my kids love it because it's so funny they read it so much they're laughing and they're hysterically laughing <laughs> so i i would encourage you to follow him he's hilarious and i've noticed you were kind of off for a little bit and you've come back so we're really excited to see what you're going to be sharing with us now sure yeah i mean uh i usually reserve it to the times when um i'm out outside of the fall you know because obviously that's my busy season mm -hmm. uh you know and then also um depending on the team i play for sometimes there's an edict passed down to kind of keep a cap on it because I work a little blue as you might have noticed my yeah. humor isn't always That's right. uh, PC but you That's know what, what makes it funny yeah exactly I just kind of like to be myself and when I'm with my friends and when I'm talking with my you know family or, or you know a, a buddy belly, bellied up you know to a bar I'm not gonna 
you know, censor myself, you know, so, and, and I think it's, you know, the user's choice. You want to follow someone who, you know, might throw in a, you know, a, an obscenity <laughs> here and there. It's, you know, it's your decision. You, you could block me. You could, un- I mean, do whatever you want. Whatever I, you you're want. not going to hurt my feelings. But you need to check out. Okay. But those of you listening, you should totally check it out because he's got this one video of, of Rich at his wedding where he and his buddies like, looks like a bunch of football players jumping. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an all-star cast. I have uh, a cousin, my brother, uh, two guys I played high school football with and two guys I played college football with, and we are wearing, um, I you know, it's, this is sort of like a, an unpaid plug, but they're called the Wonder Jocks. Everybody heard of the Wonder Bra. These accentuate, uh, you know, enhance the male instead of the female. And so we wearing our, you know, shirts and vests and nothing. You're looking all like formal from the belly up. Right, exactly. From the waist up, we look like we're ready for a... Um, a wedding. For a wedding. Which is what it, you it, had. Exactly. That was, we were an hour from walking down the aisle. And from the waist down, it looked like an all-male review. So it would, and you know, we jumped in there and, you know, somebody snapped the shot and, you know, and yeah, I, I'm proud of it. Honestly, probably one of the best groom, best men photos um, out there. I'd suggest checking it out at Ornberger. Uh, yeah. I'm, you want to spell it out for them? O H R N B E R G E R. It's amazing I was able to scoop up that handle well, before somebody. Front. Yeah, at Ornberger. Yeah. Somebody else didn't uh, didn't grab that one before me. Thank goodness. Because so that's what you should do. You know, my husband, the um, he, my husband. Um, owns an app company called Level 3 Apps, and he's always telling us when you have, even if you're thinking about naming your child, you should go and grab all those social handles now. Oh, wow. So, wow. Tip for you. If, you're, yeah. if you and Annie are thinking, go and grab all the names now. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's a lot of forethought. That's like buying the credit card for allowance. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get him a credit card. We're gonna sign him up, have his Twitter account and Facebook that's account. Right. Yeah, yeah. Eat and Gmail account. Gmail. And the other thing is, like, I always tell my clients, I'm like, okay, even if you're thinking about getting pregnant, you just like getting a twinkle in your eye, get yourself a five two nine and start funding it. So actually, you can start now, even before the baby's born. Okay. So All do right. it. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, <laughs> so let me ask you this: um, What is in the picture for Rich 2.0. Right. So Rich after football? Sure. Uh, I would say, well, so my, my career has been fun and interesting. Like, you know, obviously playing football and still interested in, you know, uh, pursuing that career but there's an end to that and it's it's insight for anybody who's currently playing because I mean the average career lasts uh three years and I'm at six going on seven hopefully here and so you know the end is near you know technically any year could be the last year so um I've put some thought into what I want to do next and most of uh, the inroads I've made have been, you know, towards broadcasting, either on camera or radio. I personally think I have a face better suited for the radio, but I mean, some people no, have been. No, I think in... you'd be great on TV. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of like a Picasso. You you look at the pieces <laughs> enough, and they kind of fit. Yeah, I I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I you know what? I'm interested in. It. I like I like talking to people in my 
uh, personal life. I like talking to people on air. I'm having fun right now. So it would be great to get paid to do it. <laughs> That'd be yeah. cool. So those of you who are listening, there you go. He's a free agent. You can reach out to him via Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then he's my friend, too. So if you need to reach him, you can, you can reach out to me. So, I mean, with that, I think we're good for this. Um, thank you so much, Rich, for hanging out with us. You bet. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but Rich certainly taught me quite a bit. And probably the most important thing is to, to get my kids credit cards now. Um, <laughs> And but but you crush it in the NFL, and you know you're crushing it, like the stereotypes. The, you're crushing the stereotypes of the typical millennial, and I can see certainly a career for you in broadcast. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. If you like this interview, please share our channel with your friends and colleagues. If you like the interview, Rich and I would certainly appreciate you sharing and spreading the word. To hear more about my past and future interviews on Renegade Millionaire. Or to see my articles on Forbes, as well as media interviews, you can find me at WinnieSun.com, LinkedIn at WinnieSun, and of course Twitter at SunGroupWP. And thanks again for tuning in to the Renegade Millionaire Show. See you next time. Thanks, Rich. You bet. <laughs>